458 from the Alamo Draft House in Lake Highlands, where we invite you to join us tonight, and Corby in particular, for Cocaine Bear coming up at 7 or so. Get tickets at drafthouse.com. And uh, this is an awesome place, even if you're not going to the movies. Just kind of hang out, have a nice beverage, and, I don't know, watch AM radio live. Yeah, let's go. But right now, we should stop down as the rant revival uh, happens uh, with this. Entertainment news for you. Which is brought to you by... Window Nation and All Pro Foundation Repair. We say hello to Gordon. Yes. And we welcome in Dave. 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 Hello. Who is the vice mate. That's right. I'm the afternoon vice Gordon. I heard that. The vice me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, So today... Harvey Weinstein was sentenced in L.A. for his most recent rape trial. Rape! So if Corbin's you very sad about this. That's probably a red flag if you ever have to distinguish. His he most, paid enough, man. His most recent rape trial. Yeah, got so, be great films. So if you will recall, thanks, buddy. Uh, in December, he was convicted in L.A. Uh, they found uh, the jury found Weinstein guilty of three counts related to accuser known as Jane Doe number one. And those three counts were forcible rape, forcible oral compilation, and... Compilation? So they compiled something. Copulation. That's to do with the police. I hate you. And sexual penetration by a foreign object. Sex Really? He imported something. (sighs) Yes. Ugh. Uh, and he, him, and you have to be looking at him while it's happening. And uh, in as well I in that uh, in that L.A. trial, the jury found him not guilty. I believe that's unguilty. Unguilty ah! uh, in the charges associated with Jane Doe number two, yeah. and then they were unable to reach verdicts for allegations for Jane Doe number three and four. Well, it, I mean, it doesn't matter because Boy, he had a tie, didn't he? Well, that, that's just their placeholder. That's, oh. that's their placeholder name. Man, would they catch on after a while? Uh, I mean, he now is in prison for life. Yeah, he already okay. was in prison till he was going to die, but now it's even extra years of yes. life. Death. So for those three guilty counts that he uh, that were handed down in December today, what? he Stop. was not that count. Oh. Today he was sentenced to sixteen years in prison. And that will be added to the 23 years that he is being served after his uh, New York trial. So 39 years behind bars, and he's already 70. Yeah. So, yes, he is going to die in prison. I don't know. He did. Uh, he appeared in his wheelchair. Yeah, fake. And uh, he He's did... not using the walker with the tennis balls anymore? No. no now he's relegated to fake wheelchair. And he uh, did speak during the hearing, during the sentencing hearing. He proclaimed his innocence. I am innocent. Accusing Jane Doe number one of he being an actress. as JFK? <laughs> he said Jane Doe is an... I am not a crook. An actress who can turn on the tears. And he also asked the jury, please don't sentence me to life in prison. I don't deserve it. Deserve it. There are so many things wrong with this case. <laughs> Deserveth. This is a setup. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, his spokesperson, 
said that the sentence was cruel given his age and health conditions. Oh, God, just die. So, jeez. Why? You're not a judge material. As someone who... Listen more at church. Is someone... What? As someone who didn't go to law school for very church long... Church sucks. How is it that Harvey Weinstein... And I'm so happy. Let's just... I'm the guy that's happy about this. Okay. But why is Bill Cosby able to roam free? No like, idea. Like, what happened? Where did we go wrong in the legal system to allow that guy free reign over humanity in his waning years? Well, they made a deal with Bill Cosby that they went back on. I think that's why he was released. Like a technicality of no, sorts? He, it was like the... I'm, I'm not getting this exactly right, but it's like the prosecution said we'll make a deal where if you testify in this case, it was a civil case, I think, at the time, uh, truthfully, then we won't prosecute you criminally. And he accepted that deal and testified, and then they went back on it and said, now we're going to prosecute you for the stuff that you admitted to in that civil trial. Okay. And so I think the judge found that that was improper and then threw out his conviction. By the way, Corby, the spokesperson for Harvey Weinstein has a message for you since you're celebrating this verdict. Mm -hmm. They said, I hope no one who is pleased with this is ever caught on the wrong side of cancel culture while hopelessly and voicelessly proclaiming their innocence. Yeah, is cancel culture really the proper terminology to use when you've raped about 50 people? Like that... How can you be canceled? It's a bit of a catch-all. Most rapists, when they're caught yeah, and convicted a- and prosecuted, there's never been a correlation with canceling. Well, he's saying that these were more murky sexual transactions. Right, because everybody wanted to have sex with him. Yeah, no, no, he I, said Jane Doe they was a they romantic having, relationship. They weren't having sex with him in exchange for having sex with him. His, his take, his argument is that they were involved because some of these women were in relationships with him for 15 years, I think. Right. That they knew these, the drill, that they were, were. giving him favors so and he speak. was going to right. help and out he their was, career. He's trying to claim that it's consensual and transactional. Right. Yeah. So, I'm and glad. he's saying that cancel culture, which is such a, we need to just come up with a new term because everyone disagrees on what that means. Let's say woke. Woke, woke uh, culture. Oh, God. Um, speaking of cancel culture. <laughs> Can we please just fast forward about 20 years when the <laughs> earth is burning up? Right. Just to get away from woke. Yes. Have you heard the controversy, Gordon, about uh, the edits to Roald Dahl's collection? I have. First off, I just wish at some point early on in his life that he would have changed his name. Yeah. He needed to add like an N in there somewhere, like a Ronald or something. Yeah. Let's just go with Ronald. Okay. Ronald Dahl, who, of course, uh, wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, and BFG. That's not that great. BFG. Oh. And James and the Giant Peach. Um, so his publisher, Penguin Random House, and he's dead, but his publisher has edited his books to be more inclusive, to, mm-hmm. to go woke. Yes. He's so Don't say that. In uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Augustus Gloop is now... Instead of being enormous, enormously fat is just enormous. Um, in what? James and the Giant Peach, the cloud men are now cloud people. Uh, in the BFG, the giants now eat people instead of men, women, and children. 
because we can't gender the victims of the giant. Yep. Yeah, Gordy. And then uh, other changes, they've deleted words like fat, ugly, black, white, and any references to mental illness as mad or crazy. And they've also removed references to specific genders. Now, is this... Are you happy? Yeah, Why Gordon, are you, are you happy? You finally won. Yeah, progress. Oh, you finally won, Gordon. I am happy with progress. So this was... I, I, I can't wait till... Because there'll be the, the next evolution of this, is then we're going to talk about how there's erasure of these things afterwards. First, we're going to get mad that they were in there. Then we're going to get mad that they were taken out. And then we'll get mad about something else afterwards. This was done at the behest of the family or you meant the, the publishing company? No, this is the the publishing company took it upon themselves for the, the but, most recent additions to make these changes. But they uh, had to have permission of the estate. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I don't have a problem with this as a legal matter. It's the no. people who legally own it changed it and that's within their rights to do it yeah they said the 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 books were written many years ago so we regularly review the language to ensure it can be continued to be enjoyed by all today mm-hmm. are they going to look at Huck Finn at all you know who has a problem with it? that would be the estate though right? yeah. salman rushdie there's a lot of writers that have problems with this Rushdie, of course, had his satanic verses banned in Islamic countries and ended up finally getting attacked and almost killed, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's missing an eye. And but so he can only read half of these changes they made to Roald Dahl's books. <laughs> but he said on Twitter, that isn't how it works. Ronald Dahl was no angel, but this is absurd censor- censorship. Puffin Books and the Dahl estate should be ashamed. Puffin Books? I guess that's the... Yeah, that's the- Children's imprint of penguin. Yeah. I think. Have you ever heard of a rolled before? Never. Nope. There's a character in Letterkenny named Rolled. Really? And I had never heard it otherwise. Did I figured they made it up. Did he write uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well? Did you mention that one? I don't know. Have it's you seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang like in the last 40 years? Yes. No. And I'm recording it as to, we speak. The whole last well, half of the time. movie needs to be edited out. Too long. Yeah, it's just like it goes off the rails, and they have this real creepy uh, child catcher character. Yeah. It's very disturbing. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember seeing that movie as a kid and probably liking it because it yeah. was, you liked everything as a kid. I tried to rent it a few years ago, and I accidentally grabbed an adult title that was very similar. Which one? Named. Which one? <laughs> Last two words were the same. Uh-huh. First one were... <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, a little more. The, the first L based word, four yes. pointer. It, it dropped an H four pointer. <laughs> Co-written by Roald Dahl. You may you sat around with your mom and dad at Christmas. <laughs> Let's watch this old uh, kid show. Yes, right? I remember. Oh my mind. god! <laughs> but so, yes. so it was. What? Yes, it was Dave. It no, was like no, this. no, no. The, if the C is still there, C what is the that? H was dropped out and an L. <laughs> What sort oh, of shirt? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking up tops. What rather charades than... are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> we have to push them together. Okay, right. David. Yeah, to bang bang. Yeah. And I can, you see the wheels in motion, too, yeah. because there's a pause. Yeah. yeah. And he's I'm trying to figure it out. He moves slow. David. <laughs> That's why I'm Vice Gordon. That's right. <laughs> uh, speaking of Cocaine Bear, which... Yeah. You are screening this evening right right here at the Alamo. Uh, Elizabeth Banks says that she, as a female action director, was 
discriminated against. But that the writer Elizabeth Banks, the director, the director's director. guide to hunting and fishing. No, completely oh. different human being. The great Elizabeth Banks, the but director. The uh, the late Ray Liotta gave her confidence. Oh, that's Melissa Banks to make the movie. Okay, good for Ray Liotta. Yeah, Banks. so he you know he's of course most famous for being Henry Hill in Goodfellas, and he is the cocaine trafficking crime boss in Cocaine Bear. He always creeped me out. Boy. And so no offense she, to his dead body. We but. had him on live yes, one time. You did? Yes. And it was amazing. He's when? friends. So the Not Pal- recently. Uh, Rafael Palmero and his wife Lynn were friends with the Leotas. Okay. I know it doesn't make any sense. Somehow I think the wives were friends and then Rafael and Ray became friends. And mm-hmm. so Ray came in town. This was in the early 2000s. And we did a broadcast out from the stadium. And Ray came out and sat in, and for some reason Mike wasn't there. It was just me, and uh, he and I. Ray was there for an hour and a half. We did an hour and a half with Ray Liotta. It was, was Rafi awesome. sitting in too. Rafi, no, I think Rafi was. He's still been playing. Yeah, it was bizarre. So just you're sitting there with Ray Liotta doing a show. Uh huh. I'm insane now. I know. Was it freaky? Those those eyes. Those, yeah. Those. What is it? White Walker eyes that he had, like yeah. the Ice King. Incredibly kind man, though. Like, so kind. I listened that day. Did you? It was delightful. Ray Liotta. I listened to the ticket. Well, Elizabeth Banks, she co-starred with him in uh, a film in 2011 called The know. Details. Corby was pretty So she knew there. him. Okay. And when she he was, was linked with the project with Cocaine Bear, she reached out to him about coming on to the film, and... So he read it, and he was really excited to do it. She said he came very joyfully to this project, oh, very yes. game. Actually, after he read the script, he asked for more jokes for his character, and that he was fully committed from minute one and everything, from the wig he wore to the clothes. He was game for everything. And so, but she because said he knew it would be his last. I don't think he knew that. <laughs> oh. But she said that. Having him on board really helped make this movie get done because she wanted to make a big movie with lots of action and CGI, a very masculine project, and she was told by people in Hollywood, I don't know if you can direct this kind of movie because I don't know if male actors will follow you. And she said, well, when Henry... male actors follow her? Because it's it's a, you know, it's an action movie and you need a strong macho voice behind the camera, I guess. Are you guys ready? That's so okay. stupid. Roll Action. sound. Cue the bear. <laughs> and? I always question that when people say, make this claim that they wouldn't I, well, she's prob- follow a she's, woman. She's, she's a probably woman overselling, but she said when Henry Hill follows you, you can make anything you want. So okay. the fact that he All was right. part of the movie helped make it happen. Fair and that's up. your emails. Every Thursday, we get together the old Grant. Ah, yes. Gordon has joined us live at the Alamo because he's a good teammate. Committed. He really is. So here we are with our little rant revival. So yesterday, Bob, you were gone, and Davey did a segment. Not committed. That's right. He quit yesterday. Mm -hmm. Came back. Changed my mind. Davey did a segment on Community Quick Hits concerning a restaurant that's reopening here in Dallas. And I don't know if you mentioned this during Muse in the News. Was this a steak and ale story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Did y'all talk about it this morning? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where you guys were in terms of going out to eat when you were kids because we did not grow up with your wealth. Well, Brady. let me just say, growing up as I established yesterday, upper middle class. The end. We never went out to eat. If we went out to eat, it was at. Weren't you always eating at the club? No, we weren't eating at the club. <laughs> uh, we would go out to eat, though, to fast food restaurants. Uh-huh. That was like going out. And then, you know, there would be a spare Mexican food joint that we would go to every now and then. Maybe a catfish place that we would go to once a month. But my mom cooked six out of seven nights. And I just feel like that was just kind of the norm back then. I didn't know a lot of people that went Your out to eat. Your dad forced her to. Yeah, I mean, she was chained to right. the kitchen. Well, this seems to be revisionist history, but I'm not Please, sure. Please, Hal, unhook me from the radiator. <laughs> I'm tired of cooking your food. Oh, now your accent seems it's my mother. to me. It's my mother. Oh. I can imitate my own mother. Okay. <laughs> so, Slipped through that one. Wow. Got the, out of that tackle. But there was Boy, a... There's a shoulder dip there. I just <laughs> missed him. There was that window when... When you start recognizing that there are other restaurants in and about the area that you can become interested in, but you think to yourself, there's no way I'm ever going to go there. And I grew up in Arlington, okay? I grew up in gritty Arlington. Oh, please. Interlocking. Yes. The nicest neighborhood in Arlington at the time. You when did the, not the grow first up in gritty Arlington. Make sure to lock your DFW. doors at night. Don't make me out to be a Murdoch. You are a Murdoch. <laughs> Believe me, you, you there will be a trial. A, you plowed a boat into a bridge on right. that canal. I was out there with Papa, and I was out there. It was, uh, it was me and, and Bust and uh, Papa and T Dad, <laughs> and I think Crawdad Johnny was there with us too. <laughs> I watched part of his testimony today, but my uncle took me to Steak and Ale, and I told this story yesterday for my birthday. He came up from New Braunfels. He was one of those relatives that he didn't have kids of his own, so he treated me and my sister. Mastectomy? No, just he and his wife never uh, had paid kids. for abortions. I yeah, I Gordon. don't know if that's the route they took either, but they treated us very well. And so they're like, "Look, let's not for your birthday. Let's not go to Wendy's. Let's. I'm going to take you to Steak and Ale." Okay. And just the words "Steak and Ale" sounds so fancy. Was the most magical thing I think I'd ever heard of, and so. Did you ever go there to steak and ale? Yeah. I don't think I ever did. Did you? I mean, as a young adult? I thought it was steak and fail. Okay. Yeah. That's my hot take. Was it? I mean, obviously looking at it now. Did you put on a nice shirt for your birthday? Put a nice golf shirt on. Steak and ale was a, it's not thought of in the same vein as the other elite steakhouses in Dallas. Yeah. It's a medium, I don't even know what you would call it. Price-wise, it's a more it was affordable like, steak. It was like nice the salt place. grass or outback of its day. A mid-major. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But at the time, I didn't know that. Right. And I thought if you went there. You thought Wendy's, was that was a nice restaurant. Right. And so for y'all growing up, what was a restaurant like that for you that you thought Red you would never? Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that was that was Dad got a promotion. Red Lobster. Uh, you know what? Did you go out I didn't to even eat go, very no, much? No, no. I remember, I remember the buzz in the house amongst the kids if McDonald's was a possibility. Yeah, like that was 
such a holiday, an official holiday, that we were going to McDonald's. You ate 95% of your meals at home. At least, with a tall glass of milk with each meal. Y'all were so lucky. Were you the same way? Yeah, I think we probably went out to eat maybe two or three times a year, and it was always to Chi-Chi's by Northeast Mall. Two or three times a year is... You know, he... Dude, we were probably less than that. Are you serious? Yeah. Now, when you say out to eat, is it like what Dave was saying to Chi-Chi's, or would you go get fast food somewhere? We never got fast we food. Never, we hardly ever got fast food either. I think that we may have had... I remember one time we tried McDonald's, and I didn't like it, because at the time, it was like before McDonald's would even alter their burgers for you. Like, you couldn't yeah, say, yeah, right. uh, yeah, no pickles on that, or no mustard. You couldn't say, It was like, no, they come out and one With way. the onions, the little diced yeah. onions, and you're like... Ugh. Right. No, when we went out to eat, our oh, the only place we went to, it seemed like, was uh, Western Sizzlin. Yeah, and that's one was of the that steak a, and ale that was type a, places. Yeah. Was that a buffet? I don't. Yes, it was. I think it that may was have all had a buffet option, corral. but I used to order what I think was the number 13 stagecoach, which was just like chop steak or something. And, and they would have piles of steak at the buffet line at the Sizzler Soaking and in the or, water. Yeah, or Western Sizzlin. And again... Not knowing what a steakhouse was, because there was no concept of that whatsoever in right. my world at right. all. I thought that was what a steakhouse mm-hmm. really was. Yeah, there's one more that now pops in my head. It wasn't just McDonald's. Once in a while, and this was usually like vacation, Dad would take us to Shakey's. Did you guys have Shakey's here? Mm-mm. Is that a pizza place? Yeah. Shakey's Pizza? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, and... That was pretty mind-blowing when they would bring a giant pizza to the middle of the table. Yeah, and it was so good. And you're just a kid, and you just can't believe that there's a video game over there in the corner. <laughs> right. Like, you could go play Pac-Man, maybe, if you could get a quarter out of your parents. But, yeah, with the pizza, and then, like, a pitcher of Coke. Right. And it, it, that we were, we were eating like kings that night. So, what happened to make things flip in our world where... Laziness. Where a meal at home is as special as a meal. Seriously. Yeah, I would love to see the average number of restaurant-based meals per American by year. That would be fascinating. Now, there's obviously the line that's drawn in the sand from a money standpoint for half the world. But still, I feel like... But that doesn't apply to you, so... No. You're fine. Why, Why waste time talking about that? Right. Yeah, if you can't afford to go to a restaurant for dinner tonight, just turn off your radio. Yeah. <laughs> God. Hello. That's the way Corby thinks. No, it's not. No, I was, it okay, all right. <laughs> That's him. Exactly what we just described. Love the quick surrender. <laughs> now, the, the other treat was when we would take family road trips in the summer. We got, I love that. Yeah, we would we, go. We got to have breakfa- breakfast at IHOP. Yeah. Or Denny's, or you know, so magical Howard Johnson's, mm-hmm. and that was such a treat. Yeah. Or did you guys? Did you go to Stucky's on the road? Yes. Yeah, that was huge too. It was a, usually involved a bunch of begging, and we never got anything though. Yeah. But, well, how, you went in there and you couldn't get any candy or no, anything? and like my dad would get the salt water taffy, which I didn't like, so it'd just be candy that he enjoyed. My mom would pack all the snacks for the trip when we left. Uh-huh. So there was yeah, no right. getting stuff at the gas station. Now, wait, I do remember at Stucky's, did they used to sell something called like a pecan log or something uh-huh. like that? Okay, yeah. I do remember trying that and thinking that was good. So the, we did try that. There's two other variations of the McDonald's 
lifestyle that, you know, because in the 80s, I'm telling you, that was such a big deal for a little kid to finally get to go to McDonald's and, you know, they'd have the Monopoly game maybe in the mid-80s. I don't know when that started, but my wife has two stories she always talks about from her dad who passed away. Uh, and go, it, but he was the best, and they had six kids. It was like the Brady Bunch, three boys, three girls. And every time they would go, which wasn't often, he would go to the drive through and he would order eight quarter pounders and eight medium cokes and eight medium fries or whatever. Like everybody ate the same thing. There's no no. There's just no negotiating in the car on okay. So what, yeah, do, what you, do you want? okay? You don't know I'm pickles. Okay, so what do you? And it turns into like even to this day when you have to order when it's you're the ridiculous. point man. It's just <laughs> so when many, you're ordering from like three different DoorDash restaurants it's just oh because your kids want yes. this and they want that. Yes, that's such a beating. And then my other favorite story was when he uh, they they were uh, they would get out of church and uh, it was, he it was like April Fools and so he thought he would goof on his family with a trip through the parking lot and just tell them that he's looking for a spot here at McDonald's so we can all go get lunch and I can't find one and all the kids in the back are dad dad there's a spot right here he's I don't see That's it so he keeps cruel <laughs> oh, and he wait. took him home and he did April Fools and he couldn't stop laughing and that always <laughs> that always the makes cruelest me... <laughs> joke I've ever heard <laughs> That's the best joke So was post church did you guys go cuz we would go to Luby's a lot post church and that was mm. another meal that I hated because it was so adult oriented, you know, just like olds in there. Yeah, I mean, it was mm. it was just sad. And a lot of people smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee while they're <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. This is what I could never wrap my head around either was the amount of old people. And again, old people was probably post 50 when I was a kid. But I would see them in Luby's eating a chicken fried steak, but their drink was coffee. Yeah. It's very strange. That still goes on. They would, be, they would be smoking, eating chicken fried steak, and drinking coffee at the same time. Coffee? At yeah. 10 Coffee was their beverage for their dinner. And it, it made me think that, I, and I, I think my grandparents were certainly this way on my dad's side, where they drink coffee all day. Yeah. It never stopped. I don't know when that changed. I was just, uh, this is an odd note but i was just watching leave it to beaver the other night i just started on season one episode one beaver and uh no spoilers please yeah at the at the end of dinner hugh beaumont's drinking coffee and i'm thinking is that not weird did we not know about caffeine back then that this interrupts your sleep at night i just i think that you well, drink we it. didn't know that cigarettes were bad for you so. yeah i guess not we didn't know anything we didn't know seat belts were a good idea you drank it so much, though, it just didn't do anything. It never affected it you. It does. Any- it always affects you. Even the people that say that caffeine doesn't affect them, it affects them. And they just, they're not aware of the effects, though. Yeah, it l- probably was weaker coffee back then, just like, uh, yeah, just like weed wasn't strong back then. A lot of things are different back then. I was always relegated. Miss Cleaver had to wear a pillow eight days out of the month between her legs. God. And, what? And the all-day <laughs> coffee drinker. It's generally, well, I mean, you know, it's generally uh, black yeah. coffee. Yeah, you don't add anything to it because that's not coffee anymore. You're, yeah, you think you're doing it a, a healthy way. But Luby's, I was always relegated to fried fish. It was the only thing that I thought looked appetizing as a kid. Whatever form of macaroni and cheese they had. Did you guys do Luby's very much? Never. No. Are you serious? Wyatt's? That any was, of the cafeterias? That was, no. that was the Jello stuff. No, it wasn't. It Piccadilly. was Piccadilly. 
poor is poor. Did your caddy eat with you? No, we didn't let him out of the club. (laughs) My caddy. Bring him some leftover okra. Yeah. Here's some fried okra. Leftover. Here, Bill. Corby chewed on some of it. Spit it out. He didn't like it. He ate it. it. But he said you would love it. (laughs) And he knew you were hungry. Such a jerk. (laughs) Me? Yes. He brought it up. Why did you do that to your caddy? Just carried for a full round, a full loop. Yeah, you were starving. <laughs> Old chewed up okra. <laughs> he sucked all the breading off and yeah. just left the okra in there. Cor- Corbin likes the breading. He don't like the inside here. He can have the inside. It's got vitamins. A little baggy. <laughs> but I'm real proud. Like, here. Corby, open your hand. Show him what you got. Look at there. Cor- Corby brought you five okra. It's in his cargoes. Five. <laughs> Sweaty kid hand. <laughs> He's been carrying around in there saying he saved them for you. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Corby's mama. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Dave, <laughs> Grape Fest is next. <laughs> yes, and we are going to unveil some new ticket promos. Oh. The ticket. I Queen. would make love make to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is Ty. That's Gordon Keith uh, with us here for the Rant Revival. It is 540 on the ticket. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> no, just oh, is that's that the it. short, yeah, 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 the yeah, short yeah. one, the short version, the shorty, short okay. one. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so for today's grape fest, we, this is a collaborative effort between myself and Ham and Mino. Oh, that's cute. It's it's a collab. It is a collab. And what inspired this is because uh, all of us at the station have been addicted to the earworm Burger King commercials, like most everyone. They're, they've been omnipresent all throughout the football season, and then they had such a good run, and they were so top of mind that they didn't even bother buying a Super Bowl ad. Pretty that, baller. That instead of spending the $7 million to put an ad during the game, they did ads leading up to the game, and they promoted the fact that they were – releasing karaoke versions of the jingle so people could make their own Burger King promos. And here is the spot that they ran. Big game, big game, we skipped the big game Cause the BK memes have been insane Y'all really do it better than we do So we took the night off to give this song to you BK, have it your way So they released it on Spotify and on TikTok And so... The three of us decided that we should take this opportunity to make some ticket promos. Yes. Because it's, it's a, a very recognizable jingle. Everybody loves it. It's very easy to write stuff to. And so I think first we have, this is just for the station in general, right, Ham? Yeah, I wanted to make a generic one that we could just use for anything, really. Okay, let's play this one. Job and Jude's and Gordon Keith, Norman, Donnie, Oski, DJ Crush and Tickers, and Tyler Samso. Blake 
Taking Jake and Dammit Dell, Bob and Corby's mouth so foul. Dave and Dave, Ty and Ham, wrap up the crew. Ticket, KTCK, Ticket, KTCK. All right. It's all of us. That seems useful. That's beautiful. All right, so like so that's kind of that's kind of the the bar. That's where we're starting things now. Where did you take it, Mino? So I have some some new opens for our segments. Let's start out with uh, one that we might hear at four fifty on weekdays. Marvel superhero Star Wars Bob just wants to talk about sports Who is Pete Davidson dating? Find out today It's E! News Radikowski's big boobs Here's Dave! <laughs> I think it fits you hit That's all the, uh, right! All the notes on the bingo card Yes Truly, the big five I've got another one we might hear at this exact time next week Davy's farts are wet and dirty Every Thursday at 5.30 Irving Care says make love to me No more dingoo It's great fest Painful doo-doos Hemorrhoids Hey, I like that Is that the hemorrhoids? It's fitting I like that one No one's ever Shouted in glee <laughs> hemorrhoids. Really weird hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids into Like the microphone. freeze frame at the end of a preparation yes. HA. <laughs> I felt weird doing that one, but not as weird as this next one. So this is something I learned about Dave from our time together in, in Wisconsin. I didn't know this about Dave. It's something about his personality. Penis, 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 penis to Dave. Everything looks like a penis. Clouds, potatoes, worms, and cheeses all look the same. C-K. Wieners all day. They're big. Thank you for beeping. Were you aware of this? What? Like this new Dave incarnation of we would be driving, we would be walking, we would be looking around whatever there was to see. Everything was a penis. (laughs) Everywhere you look. Everywhere. There's a little penis. There's a well, like we were we were driving into Green Bay and we were crossing over a body of water and we were like, What is this? And so I pull up my map. And I'm looking to see what river this is or whatever. And then I zoom out and I was like, did you guys ever notice that Lake Michigan looks like a flaccid penis? <laughs> and then it just went and it does. It, and it, it just it went from of there. Does. <laughs> I can't help it. Don't shake your head. You again. can help it. You're too old for that. <laughs> You're like your Seth Rogen and Superbad uh-huh. or whatever. I don't draw them. <laughs> he really usually he he could not handle silos at all. Oh no. my god, oh, there were so, there were so many. many silo like penis families yeah. on farms. Daddy There's penis. the baby one. Grandpa penis, baby penis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, do, you, do you have one more? Yeah, I've got one more. Those were my serious ones. This last one is just <laughs> stupid. That's the dumbest thing. Look at Corby. The dumbest thing that's ever come through this. Oh, man. 
Wow, that, I, I I applaud your editing. Thank you. <laughs> that uh, that word catching said on way too much. <laughs> Seriously, are not enough. Don't you like the fact though that now it's a rallying chant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the to, weirdest thing. To make somebody do something. Yeah, no matter what it is that you want them to do, you just start chanting that. <laughs> the P ones were chanting that at the end of the time wasters because oh. they wanted an encore. <laughs> <laughs> this is all we have, but thank you. Uh, that's so the best. Confusing. We don't know any more songs. Okay, so I have, let's see, I have five of these. Yeah. So um, the first one, this is uh, much like uh, Ham's first one. So there's a 30-second jingle and a 15-second jingle. So I use the 30-second jingle to do a hardline promo. Okay. Oh, good. So let's hear that. Colby, Cobby, Cooby, Corny, hot Latinas make Bob horny. When Dave farts, he is recording the woke line, some say. Ticket tickers with Ty Walker. If Pink had Tandy's ham would f her. Minos back has many stalkers, not sure he's gay. The hard line, 3 to 7 today, 5.0. This is the way. Good dudes! Oh yeah. You've pitched it down, kinda like you did View to a Kill. It sounds like you're singing lower. Yeah, I just I can't sing anymore. I don't have anymore. I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I can't sing well ever, but I can't sing any above my speaking voice. That's why he was brought on board in the first place, was his singing prowess. Yeah. I don't know if you I know. remember that. <laughs> I know. It's unfortunate you that I've led, lost that gift. You led with that on your resume, and then it was false advertising. <laughs> I'm an awesome singer. Uh, you know. Special, I mean, special skills. <laughs> Have you tried post-beard? Huh? Maybe yeah. the beard was holding yeah. you back. Maybe oh, you know. yeah. Maybe I should re-record these. <laughs> I think you look more like Ted Cruz without the beard. Shut up. <laughs> That's the only right, reason I, he shaved. I also did an E News Open. I think there might be some shared content, but let's see. Kim and Kanye, Caitlyn Jenner, Oscars, Emmys, all the winners. Pete Davidson's giant wiener. What's new today? It's E News. Entertainment news for you. Go Dave. Wow. <laughs> Good day. Good day. Something awesome about weirdly androgynous you encouraging you. All right. All right. How about uh, looking in the mirror? How about community quick hits? Let's see what that sounds like. Scandals, murders, escape creatures, students that have sex with teachers, interesting local features happening today. Community. Quick hits, people. They're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> if you make Boy. community quick hits, you are generally screwed. It's a bad it's day. Bad day. News in the news. Yeah, any of that. You're. You want to stay away from it. Okay. You're screwed. These last two, I don't know that we will find a use for, but I don't know. We'll listen to them anyway. <laughs> Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna, Fauci, butt boys, want them in ya. Bill Gates hacked your DNA so you will obey their vaccines. Damar Hamlin's dead. You fools. God almighty. Again, I don't know when we can use that. That's but. never been said before in a hook. Huh. Demar Hamlin's dead. <laughs> uh, and wow. then, you know, 
I had to do one about my farts. Oh. Ripped like a cow who's on a toilet. Three nasty options, splat fat and all wet, all on his phone. Wait, that can't be right. Just confirmed he blew ass in the mic. Dave's farts. They chase COVID away. Oh, like Air bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> they chase COVID away. Uh-huh. That's why I recorded wow. them to chase What if they, they killed COVID Damar away. Hamlin? Would you have accepted the loving gift of Dave no. releasing Give to avoid COVID. you would take COVID? <laughs> Give me COVID. Yes. If he was just he had to just sit there. I'll be the next Damar Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, uh, that's the new vaccine is Dave? Yeah, yeah. Dave's. You have to Yeah, he's like the, your arm? He's like the last of us girl, you <laughs> no, know. No, just, just we're he's just our Ellie. Yeah. Just listening to them. <laughs> just listening to them and laughing. Oh. Kills the virus. Okay. Damar okay. Hamlin's dead. <laughs> you fools. Well, that's awesome. And that's wow. your great fest. That is awesome. Great Dave. fest. All right. Limo Draft House in Lake Highlands in preparation for the big movie screening of Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear, the movie that I really hope is fun. Because hope it, it looks too. like a blast. You know, and it's got that guy in it, the Ikea guy. You ever seen his videos? Oh, yes. yeah, the yeah. disgruntled worker. Disgruntled worker guy. And those I love that funny. guy. Yeah. yeah. Those came out. I watched the whole super cut of all of those together, and I thought that guy was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a really good cast, and <laughs> it looks fun at the very least. So there are a couple of seats left here in Lake Highlands, uh, like three. And if you go to drafthouse.com slash DFW, click on the uh, ticket link and Lake Highlands, you'll find it. Dan and Jake have a screening of it in Las Colinas, and I believe they are sold out except for the first row. So we got a lot of people. we got about 400 P1s that are going to be descending upon local Alamos to watch Cocaine Bear tonight. Um, you guys, well, first off, we were in break, and we were talking about Dave and how much you look like Ted Cruz <laughs> and how he should it embrace is it. It's freaky, isn't it? It's one of the weirdest it's, things ever. Look at him. Mm. And what is you, wrong with you? And then you shaved it off to run from it, and it took the P1s one second to find a perfectly Fresh shaven Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, Dave. He's a senator. I mean, that's an accomplished person. I'm, I, I'm not even going to dignify it. Why? He may be president one day. Yes. There is no way. <laughs> <laughs> and you could be like his doppelganger. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I can do lots of lots of body double. Do do, like, at a, birthday yeah. parties. And I'll stuff. be I'll be his <laughs> vice Gordon. Yes, you'll be Ted Cruz's vice Gordon. <laughs> Very. I just need a moment. Underrated film though, based on a presidential doppelganger. Dave. Dave. Yes. The yeah. Kevin Klein movie. That was Dave. an awesome movie. Yeah. And then uh, he okay. he ends up banging Sigourney Weaver. Hey, the they first end up lady. falling in love and, and falling having in all love is what love. Yes, yeah. having marital you, relations with one another. You and Ted Cruz may call it banging. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was listening to you, you ever guys. Role play? You ever role play Ted Cruz? <laughs> No. God, he really is sensitive about this. We should probably stop. I can't tell whether you're joking or not. Yeah, Marissa's Pelosi, and I'm Ted Cruz. <laughs> and she's taking me well, to we task. We got a little friction here, don't we, big boy? That's your Pelosi? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Somebody done run in my house and knock Paul in the face with a hammer. 
<laughs> I declare. It's time I for you and me, just Senator Cruz. I declare you're giving me the vapors. Oh, I want her superimposed on Nancy Pelosi's face. And she's like fanning herself. Yeah. Oh, oh, in, in, Senator Cruz. I do declare you again. In Jake obsessed with Nancy Pelosi's up tops. Yeah, yeah we uh, all are. Her big gnats. We all are. The old photos of Nancy Pelosi are awesome. Mm-hmm. Four pointer. Current or great. So, see, Dave, you shouldn't feel that bad. <laughs> Go, Dave. <We> Dave. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. So you guys were talking yes. about this the other day. We were. And we were going to piggyback off it yesterday, but we got into a fun with country music bit that we couldn't get out of. By the way, have you seen that bit? The latest incarnation of fun with country music that was floating around the Internet yesterday. That's amazing. Katie Noel, um, for those who don't know, and I think it's still on the podcast up there. The song is Southern. Bit. But some P1s were circulating pics from her OnlyFans on Twitter earlier today. Oh, really? Yeah. And? Oh, is that who that was? Someone sent that to me, and it was a woman who, she had tattoos on the upper yeah. part of her body, but yeah. she was completely nude. Did she have dark hair in those photos, or blonde? I, I think it, like was it was dark Dark hair. lighting. Okay, because yeah. she's blonde, dark, in those, dark blonde in those videos. She's a country music artist? Yeah. Um, Barely. As, yeah, by definition, probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. No. But she's uh, full-blown on OnlyFans. I mean, she... Shows you everything. Uh, I don't know. I've not been on there before. I've never typed in the words OnlyFans before hmm. on anything. It auto-loads for you? Uh-huh. I don't have to type it. I just stare at the, the bar. <laughs> it knows exactly what Daddy wants. Hello, Mr. Oh, Davidson. Daddy. Welcome back, Mr. Davidson. Greetings, Professor Davidson. How are you? God, that voice. That's so great voice. I just watched that again recently. Holds up. War games, yeah. Yeah, holds up. So you guys were talking about uh, kids playing baseball, growing up playing baseball. George and Craig were focusing it on on baseball. It could be any sport, though, and how you don't see kids doing it much anymore in the local neighborhoods. And and it may be different for me, and I'm basing it on, you know, my childhood versus what I see now in my neighborhood, which is right here. And my neighborhood was... 100% all the time filled with kids doing exactly that. At all times during the summer, after school, it was pickup football, it was pickup basketball, it was pickup baseball. It was all of it. And I know it goes on to a certain degree because my kids still play basketball with their friends, but I don't think in my 17 years of living in a, um, you know, kind of a suburban area that I've seen one pickup baseball game being played, maybe one or two semi-organized football games in, like, our neighborhood park, which is right by my house? Never. It just doesn't happen. And there are kids everywhere. It's not for lack of children. What was their conclusion? Their conclusion was that it's something that is gone forever and will never come back. And they kind of based it on not so much that kids aren't interested, but they they tend to lose interest quicker in these sports because of specialization. Yeah, we definitely keep them busier, I think. I, I, I feel like... Yeah, there's a lot more organized activities now. It's normal to just have their days planned out at a much higher level. I mean, imag- just, again, to go back to what we were talking about with restaurants or eating, uh, eating at a restaurant as a kid, now look back at your summer vacation compared to 
even your kids' summer vacation where it's two weeks at this camp and then they're going to this camp and then they're going on vacation. And that idle time of 10 or 12 weeks of what we used to believe summer was, yeah, they have it, but it's pre-planned. It's mapped out for them, right? Uh, yeah, I think so to a certain degree, but... And again, you know, TV, video games, all that crap has yeah, changed a lot of that's things. that's big too, of course. Yeah, but just getting up in the morning. I remember getting up in the morning and getting on my bike, riding to my friend's house, and then you know, it wasn't like we were playing sports all day. We'd be like, hey, let's go in the field and build a bike ramp. And you would spend all day doing something like that. And it sounds almost lame right now to, to say something like that, but it was a blast, like doing it. And you felt like super accomplished in the end. There's not one kid out there... That's doing stuff like that right now. Do kids still build forts? I think I think there's some of that. I, I think in, in my neighborhood, I I do witness a two on two game in the driveway periodically with basketball. Yeah, basketball is kind of remained alive in the pickups area. I think more so. You ever see baseball? No, I never see but baseball. I, but I also don't see a park with tons of space that I used to well, have. Yeah, I like do know. you see that? Do you see kids playing baseball where you live? No. No, neither. Yeah, baseball just for whatever reason, baseball is not quite the fun activity with your friends. And to, and to play a real like game, fun. that's a lot of kids to round up. I know. Well, I think you it's know a lot of kids. It's too many rules. Well, and George would say that he played baseball for seven, eight hours a day or whatever. Which I question that, but we played a lot of like wiffle ball, you know. Baseball juniory type games. Right. Just throwing play. the ball around or something. Yeah. We, would, we weren't playing like legitimate, literal baseball. Yeah. We would play home run derby with a tennis ball. Yes. Yeah. It was stuff like that. So it was baseball connected, but it was never full on a game of baseball. Yeah. And then there's no doubt that our generation has regimented sports into the appointment space rather than the casual impromptu let's round up some kids like they at seven years old they're on a team they practice two times a week and then they'll play their games and they get it out of their system in our regimented here's how kids should approach sports yeah then when they're twice that age they're they're 14 now man to hear some of these 80 game seasons and just all you know and and, it's incredible travel this and and these massive tournaments in every sport that are in Dallas alone where kids are coming from 40 different states for volleyball and hockey and baseball and soccer cheerleading, and cheerleading all of it. On and on and on it goes. I mean, I think one of the victims is the neighborhood impromptu let's go do sports, right? I think so. And then, if, and then what's left is the pool. Yeah. So I think at that I, I do think that goes on because I witnessed it in oh, my yeah. backyard is that – For sure. You know, the neighborhood kids would show up and all, because it's so blasted hot, that's the one thing they don't mind over video games in the summer. Yeah, or the country club pool. Which yeah, that, Corby went to. That was nice. With, uh, what's their name, Peppercorn. My Wendy, caddy would clean Wendy. the pool, too. So My caddy's name was Peppercorn. <laughs> hello, hello, Peppercorn. <laughs> Where's my wedge? Did you play baseball the longest of any sport growing up? Uh, we played a lot of wiffle ball, and I think that uh, it was pretty neck and neck with football. When did you move here? I moved here in right before seventh grade. Okay, okay. 
So my prime playing years were in Mississippi. Were in Mississippi, yeah. And so what was the what did everybody do there? Same thing. Football, wiffle ball, yeah, Te- baseball, salamanders, dip for crawdads. Okay, I, okay, now you guys got me back in time. <laughs> do you whittle canoes out of tree trunks and stuff? Whittle canoes out of tree trunks. <laughs> did you intentionally lose? Your a- did you realize that your accent was over the top when you came here and you tried to shred it? Yes. I did not want to have that accent anymore. And so you made it, And I mean, like, first day of school when they were, they were like, uh, Mr. Keith or, you know, Gordon Keith. Yeah, because you don't think you, you sound you have, like Foghorn Leghorn. You don't think that you have an accent. I'm over here, teacher. I say that. I say, I say I'm here. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you, madam. I'm over here. There. I beg your pardon. <laughs> the whole school yeah. is just turned around looking at you. But I did have a thick accent. You're, you're and, all whites, and I didn't <laughs> dress like Colonel Sanders. Yes. <laughs> the suspenders just gotta. I'm over here. <laughs> uh, but I tried to lose it. I don't know how long it took me to lose it, but but I did. What about your brother? We all had thick accents. I know, but none of you do now. I know, I know. It's I think so we have southern we... accents. I don't well, think yeah, yeah, have... yeah, but you don't have that Mississippi right. accent that's real... so thick. Drawn out. I, I go back there, and it's still that accent cracks me up. Stacy, we're going to all meet at the food court. Like that, I don't even remember when it was. It was a couple of years ago when you had audio of you talking to your mom when oh, you were like three. So thick. Or four. Yeah, the accent. I mean, my God. I know. It's amazing. Yes, my young. <laughs> My young. Oh, mama, I love you. I love you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think, you know, with my kids, I can count on one hand the amount of times that they got in contact with neighborhood friends and said, let's go over here to the park, which is one block away, and let's play football or play baseball. It just... And, you know, you're, you're all right. There's a million different reasons why it's not that way. And I'm not saying what we did was better, you know, when we were kids. But there was some sort of liberating feeling about just walking out of your house. There was a lot of outdoor play back then. Like, we a didn't lot. do, uh, like, football and wiffle ball, like I told you about. But we did a lot of fort building. Oh, yeah. A lot of, hey, look at this. This tree fell down. Let's see if we can drag it to the other side of the creek. Just, like, yeah. pointless right. projects. There's a lot of hide-and-go-seek that we played in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we would use multiple houses as bases at night, and you would get all the kids over there. And I mean, it's just, again, it's a different world, and... and I don't want to be old man soundy, but man, I would not have. I wouldn't trade what went on in my childhood for anything. The it way was it, fun, yes, it was. It was an absolute blast. But we did it. Like we drove it out unintentionally, probably. But the idea that someone's going to abduct our kids if they go uh, down I, the I block, know. we don't know where they are. They have to have a phone. Uh, don't climb in the tree; you're going to break your arm or something like that. Like but, but, our our parents fostered that by not caring what we were doing but isn't that weird because you think of like all the things that went on in the 70s with all the the weird people that kind of became it infamous. was the serial killer heyday in the i know 70s but you know still our parents would be like yeah so go, many just, drifters i know we'll see you leave the house at seven in the morning and just come back for dinner i know and they wouldn't even worry about it so why were they not concerned about us getting well, eaten alive by of, son of sam or whatever it's an overblown have cable news fear yeah, it's an overblown fear that we have because we live in a culture of fear now. And so we 
are overprotective in helicoptering. It's very strange. It doesn't make any sense. We don't want you to go outside because we're afraid something bad will happen to you. So here, stay in, stay indoors and stay on your phone where you can be bullied online. That's, yes. that's better for you. Right. Here's stay on your phone, but get off your phone. Yeah. Yes. Not too much. Here's a device to raise you. Good luck. <sighs> here, here's your new parent. It's right. This rectangle. Have yeah, at it. You just depressed us all, Corby. <laughs> Way yeah, to go, Corby. Man. Yeah. That took a turn. I know. Yep. Bitch. Another song.